that God and his purpose has a greater depth than ever before. It's hard to even realize that this is about to be over. I've been saying that it's over when it started because in my spirit, I didn't want to see and wake up the next day knowing that somebody died. So I said, God is already over. See, I had to take the positive position in order to finally go to sleep at night. I had to take the word of God and put it down on the inside in order to come to church and lift up my hands and say, God, be the glory. I had to take the positive attitude in order to get before you and give God praise and give God glory and to teach his word. I had to take a positive attitude and turn to God. I don't know about you today. I don't know what position you are in today, but I'm telling you, you need to turn to God. In the book of Acts, the 14th chapter and the 22nd verse, it says he shows some of, some of us the valuable benefits that come out of trials, perseverance, character, and hope. These are the benefits that comes out of trials. There are many more, but when I think about hope, I think about the conversation that Sister Kim Parker and I had, and she said, I'm hoping, and I said, don't just hope. Because the word of God says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Which means you've got to put your hope in what? Faith. That the evidence of what you're hoping for is about to be manifested. Many of us hope for, we go through life. I know when I was a child, I hoped that my daddy did not call me out when my brother did something wrong. <laughs> I hope that I didn't get punished when my sister did something wrong. And all I did was hope for it. And at the end of the night, when it came time to, to spank us, to whip us, to, to punish us, I got the whipping along with all of my brothers and my sister. <laughs> because hope alone didn't do anything for me. I had to not put my hope in the situation. I had to not put my hope in my father and hoping that I wouldn't get what was coming or what was deserving of others. I needed to put my hope in Jesus. I needed to put my faith, my hope in my faith and believe that somebody prayed that one of them will admit to their wrong. And I know that I know that that's hardly unlikely and many of you can testify in your own cars and in your own homes if you got <laughs> if you got siblings and somebody do something wrong that most likely they will not admit. Amen. So everybody gets in trouble. All the girls in the house do something wrong and Jordan gets blamed. <laughs> that's the story I'm told anyway. So Every now and then, we have to, Jordan, we have to change that thing. We have to put our hope in the faith that God will work it out for us. And not that mommy will just decide, okay, that Jordan is innocent and Jordan doesn't get punished. 
the apostle James said in James, the first chapter, the second through the fourth verse, that we are to count it a joyful thing when we encounter trial because they produce spiritual maturity within us. Also, Hebrews, the 12th chapter, the 9th through the 11th verse explains that if we endure chastening from our heavenly father, it is for our profit. And we produce peaceful, peaceable fruit of righteousness within us. So we see there's a benefit. There's a benefit when we turn things over to God. It produced a righteousness in us. Not a right-mindedness, but a righteousness. Not a religion, but a righteousness. And the reason why I said a religion is because a lot of times Christians believe that they are righteous because they serve God. That's a religion. A Pentecostal religion. A Baptist religion. What you're doing is a religion. But when you believe that God is the God Almighty and that He is above all others and there is no other like Him, then that becomes righteousness because that's the Word of God. Righteousness is when you realize that the Word that God had left us, the path that He has left us, is the journey that we need to take. And that makes us righteous in him. Thought three, God promises. God promised that he is always with us in our times of testing. He promises that he will, and I said this earlier, that he will never leave us or forsake us. That's in Hebrews, the 13th chapter, and the fifth verse. God is merciful. And loves us like the father that he is. God is merciful. And he loves us like the father that he is. And I've repeated that because my father, my earthly father is gone. My earthly mother is gone. But it's so good to know that I can call on Jesus and that he will answer my every call. They said late in the midnight hour, God, hallelujah, God is going to turn it around. He's going to work it out in your favor. So whatever you're going through, it doesn't even, doesn't even have to be the biggest thing. It can be the smallest thing that you're going through. Know that God is going to turn it around. Know that he is going to work it in your favor. And it's a lonely time right now. I must admit it's a lonely time right now. To not to help my mother. But I know a father. Hallelujah. I know a father that will listen to me when I call his name Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus, wonderful Savior, mighty Counselor. He's my Jehovah Jireh, my all and all glory to God. Today I encourage you, amen, to not to forget about the promises that God has given us. There are many in the Bible today 
But I want you to focus on his mercy. I want you to focus on his loving kindness. I want you to focus on the fact that he will never leave you. Nor will he, and I like that part, forsake you. People will leave you. People will turn against you. People will call you by your name and not your given name. <laughs> your own name. People will do this and do that to you. But God is a merciful God. He rescued those of us that depends on him. And he protects us from our enemies. Thought for, accept his purpose. There was a man in the Bible called Job. And I know many of you may know that story. And Job, after all that he lost, after all that he'd been through, even when his wife was against what he believed in, Job knew that God had a purpose. Job held on to the positive attitude. He held on to the promise of God. And because Job was able to do that, the word of God said Job came out better <laughs> in the end than he did before he even started. I want you to know that pandemic this situation may be over real soon, but I want you to hold on and keep the faith because you're about to come out better than you were before. I don't know if you're looking for money. I don't know if you're looking for fame. I don't know if you're looking for houses. I don't know if you're looking for riches or land. I promise you that if you hold on to God and change in hand, you're about to come out better, greater than before. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Though God does not allow trials to come, though God does allow trials to come upon us, just like he did Job in the Bible, he is a loving he is lovely and in and in and infinitely. He is loving and infinitely. And the reason why I couldn't see that because I put I didn't put infinite infinitely me infinitely infinitely in the book. I put into me see. Into me see that God is into me see. Now that doesn't spell intimately. But when you're intimate with somebody, they don't look at you from afar. They look at you from the inside out. <laughs> they love what's on the inside. Because, see, the outside can change. <laughs> you can look one way when you first fall in love. And you can look another way many years later. But because they're intimately involved with you, because they're into you, they see the you inside. And that's what I like about God. God see that we've changed on the inside. Some of us are still working on the outside. But I'm so glad that it's on the inside. And what's on the inside? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What's on the inside? Got to come out on the outside. <laughs> so you can't keep, you can't keep good news in. <laughs> when you got a good news, when you got good news, you run and tell somebody. <laughs> when you got a check in the mail, <laughs> you, 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 you almost want to keep that secret. <laughs> because you don't want everybody to know just what you got. Because you don't want everybody coming to you and asking for 
to give them glory. And even in this difficult situation, and that you have not even remembered what he promised, you begin to remember where you came from. You remember way back when you didn't have anything. Maybe you only had one pair of shoes, but God opened the door. He's a way maker. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I done lost my nose. But I want you to know today that you can't take the current situation that appears to be bad. You got to look at God and say, God, I know it's good. I'm just going to accept your purpose. The purpose is that I have divine revelation. And the divine revelation is that God is not through with us yet. He is not finished. It is not over until God said it over. It is not over until God says it's over. It is not over until God says it's over. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know what you're coming here for today. Maybe you came to just sing. Maybe you came because this is what we do. But I'm telling you today that this word is for you. If you apply this word in your heart, first of all, first of all, you must know that this situation is not a bad thing. It appears bad. It, it reaps bad. And there are certain things that happen. But God, as I said earlier, he didn't promise that everything that we're going through was going to be good. His word said that we will suffer, that we will have trials, that we will have tribulations. And his word doesn't go out void. Amen. His word, amen, breathes in a harvest. Therefore, we have to reap, amen, everything that's in the word. Amen. If we are to be fruitful, if we are to be blessed, amen, we have to accept what God has given us, what God has allowed. Amen. The adversary meant it for our bad, just like he meant it for Joe's bad. He meant everything for Joe's bad. He didn't expect Joe to come out. In fact, the word of God says he asked permission of God. To try his servant Job. He was looking. The Bible says he was going to and fro trying to find somebody. And I don't know if he's been knocking on your door. Looking to and fro. Same song. I don't know if he's been knocking at your door. Looking for somebody to destroy. But remember today. That God means it for our good. God, we thank you for this word today. We thank you that hearts are receiving and that hearts are applying, that hearts are changed today because, God, you are more than we even think. You are more than that. So, Father, I pray that each and every one of us will search your word to get a deeper understanding to get better answers for whatever we're going through. I pray, God, that you will bring them out, out of their depressions, out of their frustrations, out of when they wake up in the morning and they try to figure it out. Don't, don't allow them to awaken them, God. Arrest their spirit and say, you already. Let them know that you've already worked it out, that you already have a plan. You already have a plan. You already have a plan. Look, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to me, if you're watching me right now, 
I want to say to you that God already has a plan. I want to encourage you right now to turn it over to Jesus. Turn it over to Jesus because he will work it out. Sister Kim said earlier that the battle is not ours. It belongs to the Lord. We need to praise him in the good. Praise him in our bad. Praise him when things seem to get a little ugly. <laughs> because he'll turn it around and around and around for your good. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you through the rest of this season, the rest of this time.